All right, so here's the thing. Whenever I do these solo episodes, I put in a lot of time and effort into research, and then I have usually too much information, and I have to parse it down somehow to make it digestible for everybody. But there was a few extra bits that I thought were interesting, and I had to cut them out just for time's sake. And I thought, although that they had something to do with the topic, they were just more like examples and sort of facts that were left over to kind of drive it home. We didn't really need that for the episode, so I'd cut it out. But anyway, trying something new. I have no clue what I'm going to call it yet, something like leftover bits, but this happens a lot. So I think what I'm going to do in the future is just have these little mini episodes, whether they're, you know, episode whatever, 0.5 or some silly schlocky name that I come up with because, you know, that's what I do. Um, Yeah, but that's it. So enjoy and I hope you get a little something out of it. And as always, thanks for listening. Americans donated over $500 billion to charity in 2021, much of it going to worthy causes. But reports reveal the same alarming trend over the last 20 or 30 years. Most gifts are being routed through donor-advised funds, or DAFs, especially among billionaires. In 2021, Bill Gates donated $15 billion. Jack Dorsey gave $700 million, and so did Mark Zuckerberg. But these titans of the tech industry... Their money typically goes into their personal DAFs rather than directly to working charity. The ultra-wealthy also utilize a combination of DAFs and family foundations to fulfill giving pledge commitments. In fact, two-thirds of the billionaires who sign the giving pledge, a non-binding promise to give away a bulk of their wealth to charity in their lifetimes, gave either to a donor-advised fund or their family foundations. This growing pattern raises a troubling question. Are we subsidizing philanthropy of the ultra-wealthy while minimizing donations from average Americans? The current tax regime governing charitable donations indicates a systemic bias. According to The Hill, taxpayers contribute 74 cents for every dollar a billionaire donates to charity. This is because wealthy donors receive tax breaks that reduce their income taxes, as well as estate, gift, and capital gains taxes. A middle-class donor with no stocks of value typically only offset $0.22 per dollar. This glaring discrepancy reflects broader inequities baked into our tax structures, catering to elite interests. It represents a wealth transfer in reverse. And if we probe a little deeper, regular taxpayers are inadvertently footing the bill for causes that are handpicked by their richest countrymen. By tilting charitable incentives heavily toward the ultra-wealthy, this system undermines the role of democracy in determining spending priorities for the betterment of society, and it starves the public coffers of revenues that could be democratically allocated as voters see fit. This inversion of logic can only be addressed through structural reforms, in short, we need a system that's fair to all. Let's take a real-life example. eBay founder Pierre Amadoir donated 9.6 million shares from 2005 to 2020. Those shares would now be valued at $7.7 billion, if not sold. Yet their destination remains unknown due to donor anonymity protections. If sitting idle in a DAF, 
as likely they are, those shares represent an 80,000% increase over the initial gifts. Paul Singer, the chair of the Manhattan Institute, has been in the news, well, not lately, but over the course of the year, because... At the Supreme Court this morning, fresh controversy over wealthy supporters doing favors for a sitting justice, this time Justice Samuel Alito. The nonprofit news outlet ProPublica reporting that Justice Alito flew to Alaska in 2008 on the private jet of hedge fund manager Paul Singer, a billionaire GOP megadonor for a luxury fishing trip that he didn't disclose. Singer is a man who has amassed a net worth of $3.6 billion, partly from investments tied to government workers' retirement funds, and he stands as a staunch advocate for cutting public pensions. This advocacy, coming from someone who has significantly profited from such pensions, strikes a chord of irony to me. But in 2009, Singer made headlines with his critique of left-wing politicians like Senator Bernie Sanders and Representative Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez, disparaging their policies as left-wing statism lubricated by showers of free stuff. But behind the scenes, Singer belongs to an elite group of wealthy Americans who have strategically used DAFs to manage their charitable contributions. In the first 12 years of the Paul E. Singer Foundation, he directed over $247 million into DAFs. Astonishingly, this sum accounts for nearly 70% of the Foundation's grants during that period as per the latest IRS filings available up to November 2021. Singer has donated to his conservative think tank, the Manhattan Institute, that promotes an agenda that could benefit his hedge fund. Yet Singer also gains a realm of influence via this private generosity. For the Manhattan Institute grants, public documents show, for all the millions given over the past decade, he's enjoyed political perks like personally introducing Supreme Court Justice Alito at their 2010 gala. And the year prior to that, Singer had done the same at a Federalist Society dinner. This incongruity highlights the system's distortions. We're not only subsidizing the lion's share of the wealth that's been allocated to charity and losing out on that available tax revenue, we're also helping the ultra-wealthy subsidize their worldview through vehicles with built-in accountability stopgaps. The opacity of instruments like DAFs raises another question then. Is the intent truly philanthropic or enabling pet causes and political allies? Journalist Jane Meyer documents in her book, Dark Money, the hidden history of billionaires behind the rise of the radical right. Wealthy donors are funneling tax-exempt funds to think tanks and advocacy groups to further a wealth protection agenda in the political arena. The power of wealthy philanthropists is a cause for concern. They use their money, sometimes supplanted by taxpayer funds, to influence government policies far more than any average voter would be able to. They can easily set up nonprofit think tanks to promote policies that align with their interests and then can even use public resources to support their endeavors. Taxpayers provide an annual public subsidy of $110 billion to charities, which is more than the budget of the energy or labor departments. Therefore, the issue of wealth inequality has now filtered down to the very charities meant to help society. 
And I know so far this episode is very daft heavy in its content, but that's just the newest mechanism that's been exploited by best accountants and lawyers that want to buy. People on their way to Thanks to everyone who took some time out of their day today to listen. The With Jayberg Show is available wherever you find your favorite podcast or go directly to jaybergshow.podbean.com and subscribe to get the latest episodes. I know it may not always be a straight line, but I hope we'll see you again to take the journey and escape a while for thoughtful excursions into the world of ideas across politics, technology, pop culture, and all realms of civic life. See you soon. Support.